Oh, hey. Welcome to How Creatives Work, the down-to-earth podcast for conversations about what creative work really is and how to tend to your well-being as a creator. I am your host, Anders Talvik, and I'm a freelancing visual designer based in Amsterdam. I'm really interested in the topic of work and how to do it sustainably and mindfully, so I'm having conversations with fellow creatives about how they do their work. In this episode, I'm talking to product designer and creative Tevin Sturland, who has done some really cool things to keep himself inspired. You'll find all the links to see his work and his experiments in the show notes, which is where I'll also put anything else of interest that pops up during the conversation. This episode was recorded face-to-face in my home, and I say we just dive right in. I do a mean thing, and I ask my guests to introduce themselves that the way they want to be introduced. So let us know who you are. Uh, Wow, you're putting me on the spot here. But uh, my name is Tevin. Um, I'm a creative and a designer from the Netherlands, born in Amsterdam, moved to Almere. I've worked at different financial companies, Bank, ING, currently working at SecFi. Yeah, I think that's a great yeah, beginning. that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> Great. Welcome. Yes. Um, that my, my follow-up question would be to, to see sort of like how you ended up doing creativity the way that you're working with it yeah. today. Yeah. Um, so what is, what are the beginnings and how did you, how did you end up here? Yeah. So, um, how it started was I, I used to game a lot, um, like very much. So it became kind of a passion. And um, it became so much of a passion that I thought, I really want to become a game designer. Maybe I'm going to go for that. So I went to my mom. I said, I want to become a game designer. And she uh, gave me some advice. She said, you know, the first thing you need to do is grab a book, uh, like a a notebook somewhere where you can draw and just start drawing like every day and start. Well, I was a bit of a, (laughs) how would you say, hardheaded. I didn't draw every day. So, you know, I, I draw, drew a bit here and there, and uh, I went to like the application for game design. Hmm. I went there, failed, didn't get in. Then I got the opportunity to go for the application for uh, multimedia designer, um, in, in, in lower cases, like interactive designer. Yeah. Yeah. And I went for it. And during that time, the first track on my mind was, you know, just finishing this and then going to a game design. But along the way, I started to see that I um, actually really enjoyed working like on multimedia design and just kind of discovering this new world. And from that point on, it just grew into an interest where mm. I started looking at uh, different types of design and trying to you know, find my own spot, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And you ended up working in uh, in sort of a financial interaction design, or would you say more? Oh, product design. Yeah. A little yeah. bit, something like that. Yeah. It's funny because my parents both worked at like the, the bank. Yeah. So I was always kind of in touch with that world. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know um, if that kind of pulled me there, but uh, funny enough, I kept landing jobs at financial institutions. Yeah. So that's how I got there. <laughs> and do you think there is like a, a world in which you go into some form of game design also in the future? 
I think there will be some form of like gamification within apps that mm. I could perhaps partake in. Yeah. Or I could work like on a concept level because I feel like outside of the product design, I usually just um, like to come up with concepts and uh, create ideas and yeah. brainstorm with people and help people get to that concept. So um, I think in that manner, uh, there could be an intersection once. And yeah. I also see a lot of user interface design within uh, games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Usually don't have, like, at least that's my assumption. I feel like usually what happens is when you're a game designer, you also design the interface. Like it's part of that. They're, they're not going to hire a UX, UI designer right. specifically yeah. for that game, for the interface alone. That's what I think. I yeah. could be wrong entirely. I, um, I have yeah. the same feeling sometimes when I'm when I'm watching people um, create like uh, comics or illustrations and stuff like that. And I'm just like, a graphic designer did not do this. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, I think everyone should dabble in everything, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah. it just brings to mind, I don't know if you... Um, I, I like to read about gaming news as well. Mm. I do enjoy video games, although I'm, I don't consider myself a gamer, but I do like video games. Yeah. And recently I've just been like really reading about Elden Ring that came out yeah. and everyone's first reaction was that basically the interface was horrible. Yeah. I guess maybe the, like the whole souls yeah. born type of like games usually don't have the most amazing interface, but I think that um, it works for that specific mm. group that yeah. really loves it because it's built so that you just go and discover like what's yeah. happening. Yeah. And what I usually see with open world games is you get like bombed with all these notifications and all these yeah. things that yeah. are like fighting for your attention. So I do feel like there's some kind of merit in what they're doing, yeah. but it's like the the extreme version of it. Just like all the notifications is like the extreme version of yeah. the other side, right? So you yeah. have showing nothing and just having the story live in like documents yeah. that you find somewhere in an obscure corner. Right. And you need to jump three times in the right yeah. place to yeah, yeah. unlock it. Uh, but you also have like these places where you get like the exact place of this little thing. And it's more like, oh, just walk around here. and More like a yeah. collectathon. And there's like yeah. discovery. Yeah. So those are like the two yeah ends, I that's cool is that applicable to like a regular app that's not a game um yes definitely because you have um some apps that kind of lead people through like what's happening usually it's necessary yes if you come with a novel idea then people don't know what they have to do right. so they need to know their way around it but there are also some apps that just throw you in and there's like a help button somewhere that you yeah. can click and kind of discover like what's happening. Yeah. So yeah, I, I believe that there's the same thing there. Yeah. Cause you expect it now. I mean, with any new app that there will be that onboarding process Yes. Uh, that can be either successful or not so successful sometimes. Yeah. But I wanted to ask actually, so with working with product design as one, uh, the first <laughs> negative question is yes. what would you say, what, what do you enjoy the least? with doing do I, that work. What do I enjoy the least? Yeah, it's actually one of the biggest parts of the job and that's the the metric tracking. Mm. Um, it's almost entirely built on, you know, get 10% more here, yeah. 10% more there. Yeah. Get more people, get a higher conversion number. And yeah, yeah. 
I, for myself, don't really care a lot about those numbers. I care more about that experience and how mm. to make that better. And the yeah, numbers yeah. usually get affected by having a better experience. Um, but it also, I think, depends on the company, on what they prioritize as, you know, of course, the business goals are on a higher level are usually those kind of numbers. Like, yeah, we need a higher level of people con uh, converting and we need like more revenue going through like the company. Yeah. Um, and better allocation of money, like all those kind of things. But I think within product design, it's also important to not forget like the experience because what mm -hmm. happens is sometimes we focus too much on the data and not so much on the experience. Yeah. So you have data and that tells you, oh, there's 10% of people are dropping off here. Yeah. Okay, but why? So now you have the data that tells you it's happening. Okay, now you need to find out why, because otherwise you're just kind of exploring in the dark. So it's a lot of detective work in a yeah. way yeah. there yeah. Uh, sure. to figure it out. Sure. Uh, so I actually think that this is something that can be applied to like graphic design or brand design in general too, where um, recently, especially with the rise of social media that yeah. brings in so many more metrics yeah. to a company and of course, web design as well with just visitors and demographics and everything. Um, sometimes I feel like it's a great tool because you're just like, oh, okay, we were doing this thing that we thought would work, but clearly we have misunderstood what these people need or want or are used to. Yeah. But then sometimes you can see that just sort of filling in the numbers on, okay, here's how we meet all these metrics. That doesn't always feel like design almost because yeah. it's just, it's kind of uh, robotic. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of merit in researching before launching. Yeah. And then in like the tech companies that I've seen, usually it's more like launching, seeing what happens, get the feedback and then fix. Like, the yeah. Issue. Yeah. And I feel like there's a balance in there because there are also companies and, and that's where the issue of like revenue comes in where you don't launch for like a long period of time and nothing's yeah. really happening or driving people through the app or there's not enough moving there. And that's where you kind of make a mistake because if you are a startup, usually there is some kind of um, way that you have to move yeah. Yeah. in a specific like type of speed. But I do believe that there's a lot of merit in doing the research before you go and launch because some of the answers could have already been given like in a good prototype. Yeah, good, yeah. Like if you really want to launch that quickly, then just make a bare bones prototype, see <laughs> what happens, get the feedback from there. And, you know, that maybe then that's the first step. Then you already did at least one research round. Yeah, yeah. You can see like, you know, now we can try this out and see what happens and iterate from there. Yeah, that's great. And just not be being aware that you're not going to be at the final product yeah. immediately. Yeah, but I also can imagine that that's ex an expensive way of working because mm. it also takes time for the developers to then build a specific prototype that's easily usable because yeah. Figma has its limitations in reflecting the truth. So that's yeah. also not really a good, always, it's not always a good way to test certain types of things, for example, yeah. inputs wouldn't be able to be tested very well in Figma. So then you would need a different tool, maybe mm. Protobuy or Framer, but then you already start trading in a lot of your time. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just, yeah. So it's 
it's a complex thing. It's how I feel when I'm trying to present concepts for a client too. And I'm just like, I think I should only show you a hand sketch. But people have gotten used to seeing really high-res mock-ups. Yeah, and yeah. it's really easy to get your hands on really good mock-ups of things. And I think that's a great way to show people something. But it becomes a little less, um, just in the design process, a little less collaborative between yeah. me and a client yeah. or so on. I love doodles. <laughs> just kind of drawing ugly drawings to get things across. And I get clients who are... They have an idea and they need to get it out on paper and they always apologize and yeah. say, oh, I'm so, I can't draw, but here's what I was thinking about. And then immediately I get it and yeah. it's yeah. imperfect, but the idea, I think first having the idea and being able to, to test that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I do notice that like making a transition from school to work that I'm kind of not feeding a part of myself that I did before. And that's more than exploratory. So yeah making wireframes. I haven't done that for some time now. Yeah, I usually yeah. just start designing, which also can bring the issue. And mm -hmm. then, you know, doing the research, competitive research. Yeah. I used to do that a lot. And now I notice that I'm kind of foregoing that yeah. so that I can be quick enough to launch certain ideas. But then, okay, maybe you're quick enough, but it can still take longer to then get to the right answer. So yeah. I'm quick enough to show, oh, hey, this is, this is the idea. But I still get feedback and then I need to iterate, feedback, yeah. iterate, feedback, yeah. iterate. Meanwhile, if I maybe did some more research and some more really rough sketching and rough ideas, it could perhaps already help and save time even more. Yeah, exactly. Like making that final design and, you know, focusing on the pixels. and Yeah, no, but that's that's what becomes this thing where you have to teach people to be patient or to trust that actually rough sketches might make it faster than jumping right in. But I think, I mean, I, I have thought about this a lot too, because I compare how I work now to how I worked in school too, with competitive research and with sketching around, trying things. Um, a larger part of me misses it and wants to incorporate more of that. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's literally a plan for me to, to do that. Yeah. But then also, of course, you start as, as you're working and as you're studying and learning, you build this shorthand almost to, there are certain things that maybe you, you will just automatically know, but at the same time, if you just rely on that, I feel like you don't grow yeah, yeah. as much. Yeah. Yeah. True. I, I just think that that sometimes going back to the essence of what you're doing, that that can help you like in the future. Yeah. Cause I, the, the way that I used to work worked for me because I did the research, I did the testing, I did the, you know, the sketching out ideas. Yeah. And right now it's almost not scared, but it's almost like, oh, I don't want to take up too much time or I need to deliver it by. Yeah. Then, then, and then yeah. I start. That's the thing where, you know, having the right planning comes in and, and kind of planning in your weeks and making sure that you kind of create the time and maybe saying no to like unnecessary meetings and yeah. just so you can get the time in. I, I think it's really a growing process, a learning yeah. process, getting the right way of working. I feel like I'm only now starting to get to the point where I'm the, I, I dare to be the expert yeah, <laughs> and exactly. say, yeah, yeah. and say, 
no, I don't think we should do it this fast or that's, this is not possible. Or, I mean, it's not just about saying what's not possible. It's about giving good reasons for yeah. why you want to do it yeah. Yeah. a little slower or start smaller or yeah. whatever. Moving uh, on from, uh, we started with the least favorite part of, of your creative process. Yeah, yeah. What do you enjoy the absolute most? Yeah, it's just the the designing, like making sure that, you know, I create, uh, I try to create beautiful interfaces and kind of challenging myself and getting better, uh, seeing what's out there and kind of getting excited on what people are doing yeah. and getting motivated by that. And I try to dive into it more and try to take more of my free time to create things and kind of uh, challenge myself yeah. uh, to grow more. So yeah, it's really just the, the designing part, which you know could be a huge part when you say like designing. Like it's, well, it's it is, in the but title, it is, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like really the part where I'm in Figma and creating the visuals and kind of discovering what's going on. And, and, yeah. and maybe that's also that kind of creates the fault of not uh like wanting to forego figma for a second and just researching like what's happening here yeah and then going on to that right because yeah. this is the fun part this, this is what you like doing but it can also become frustrating once the things that you try to do don't uh look end up looking the way that you want it to yeah so oh, that's the the eternal struggle yeah. but where do you go for um you were saying like looking what's out there and mm -hmm. seeing what people are doing do you have favorite venues where you kind of check this or yeah it's just the basic ones it's instagram i yeah. follow people on twitter uh just dribble and i try to post there also behance posted there like a few times um also on youtube i usually just mm. find what people are doing uh figma has this awesome community oh nice like, yeah where you can just dive into all of these designs that people made and mock-ups and plugins and kind of inspires me to also do a bit more and then i'm assuming with figma that it's actually interactive yeah. models that you're looking at yeah That's yeah sometimes it doesn't always have to be interactive models for example it could just be the size guide for instagram yeah you could make that in figma yeah. community yeah. and then share that with the community and somebody needs it then they can instantly you know yeah. download it and boom they have yeah. your document it's uh, it's really that always brings me this sense of hope and joy when people are sharing tools and you're building tools that you're sharing. Yes. And how did this come about? Um, I think it came from like having friends and family that kind of asked me about all these mm. types of apps and yeah. tools that I that I used or that I saw, and I just started collecting. And just looking around and I started seeing like new startups coming about or new mm. tools coming up and being a really interesting, uh, having an interesting goal or an interesting way of working. And uh, with Kit, I basically um, thought I want to make it easily shareable. Yeah. Uh, I want to make it like public and also kind of challenge myself to create something that... Uh, that kind of forces me to also keep it in tabs mm, and yeah. kind of update it. I haven't updated it for, I, I think, a few weeks. I really should. Uh, and I also want to change a few things in the design. Yeah, there's a lot of like tools that, that are out there that people don't know about. 
Yeah. Um, and I just throw it out there. And it's more also like a personal thing because I also wanted to show my recommendations. So things that I mm, yeah. liked myself, tools that I use myself and just share it with people. And obviously we'll put the link to this in the show notes as well uh, to to share it with with the audience. I'm going to update it right now. It's so <laughs> yeah. good when everybody sees it. <laughs> it's the homework. Um, but you're doing also visibly often kind of like experimental side things yes. with 3D and um, some generative art-ish. Yeah. 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 And I really, that's the kind of stuff that I think I enjoy the most mm -hmm. seeing from, from other creatives when I'm just like, oh, this person is clearly exploring and learning and it's not only always about uh you know creating new beautiful things yeah. uh, of course but how have you created space for for these this play i guess that's where um i set the set fire that i really wanted to have at least one day for myself mm. just so i had that extra space that's, yeah that's why i'm able to be here yeah but you know, like when I go to the essence of things, I believe that human beings shouldn't be like behind the computer eight hours a day, you know, just to get by, right. <laughs> to get the money to make sure they're alive. I know there are people in even uh, more terrible conditions yeah. that uh, don't even have the eight hours that I have. You know, I truly believe there should be a system that kind of enables people to discover what they want. Yeah. And I think that already starts with like school, like people having to uh, get along to go to school. Yeah. That already tells me like it, it kind of pushes people that really want to do certain things like out of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, me being able to get that space is, is a privilege. So people that have been in my family uh, haven't always had this space before. Right. So right. I thought I'm going to make use of it yeah. by uh, just discovering uh, like what can I do? And uh, I dived into 3D because I really wanted to. Essentially, mm -hmm. it it was a thing that always interested me. And then I believe in 2019, in the uh, around Christmas time, uh, I said, you know what? I'm just gonna start doing it. Yeah. Like every day and start learning about how to render stuff and how yeah. to create things and what can you edit and what can you not. And that kind of. Uh, became its own thing and I started doing it a lot um, and with the creative coding that was kind of I really like to develop things like being able to design something and then also code it yeah and uh, with creative coding I thought it would be interesting to kind of see what kind of crazy visualizations can you yeah create with code and then uh, I heard my math teacher like in the back of my mind like one day you're gonna need this and i was like no <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm not gonna use math anymore no and yeah creative coding is all about math <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's literally all math and i'm like god damn it yeah <sighs> they were right they were so right i actually use a lot of math in my work too so uh if you're getting into creativity learn math no yeah. it's not necessary but <laughs> it's uh, good to have it's good yeah. to, to have a good grasp on yeah, yeah. exactly and i mean of course, some of these things you can you can pick up online and so on, but maybe with creative coding, it's a little more involved because you're writing yeah. functions, yeah. I believe. Yeah, um, true. But but also with like when, once you start creating like grid systems, yeah, right? you yeah. need to know like the distances, the gutter. The, like, oh, for sure. And 
you know, if you create grid systems, you can't just just wing it. It needs to have sense. It needs it needs to have a rhythm. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you need to take into account like multiple situations depending on screen size and this. Yeah. And this to make a really flexible model. So yeah, math. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, don't forego it. <laughs> no. it's, it's good to have some kind of interest in it at least. We had this in when I was in design school. All my teachers were just like, okay, make grids, make grids for, for like editorial design. Constantly we had to make grids, but they were basically like, okay, make a grid and then we'll tell you if it's good. And we were all like creating grids. And sometimes they said, this is a good grid. And sometimes it was a bad grid. And then in my final year, my fourth year of college, our thesis teacher was just like, um, none of you guys know how to make a grid. Has anyone taught you how to make a grid? And we're just kind of confused he was like okay i'm gonna teach you how to make a grid and then he told us the math for like a good a good typographic grid yeah. uh, but it took a while and now i don't really use grids uh, i must confess <laughs> especially when i'm working spatially but when i'm working spatially somehow i almost almost always end up having to create a triangle and then i have to calculate with the what Pythagoras is it Pythagoras yeah <laughs> Because we need to know the length of every side because there's something on the side of it or so. Uh, so my hypotenuse. Yeah. <laughs> and like a radius and oh, yeah. um, oh, circumference God. of a circle. Yes. Constantly, because if you're putting a, a vinyl on a round podium, you need to know how big that vinyl is. So you need to know the circumference. And um, yeah, we got into math. <laughs> yeah. Like the people that create the most beautiful and most insane Generative art are yeah. math, mathematicians, are yeah. people that understand math so intensely. It's insane. Like I've seen a person create generative art where on the canvas it would create random strokes. Mm-hmm. Like it would look like the like the the, the Japanese like um, what was the name? Uh, is it the sumi sumi a sumi exactly yeah. like these strokes? Like yeah, these, like big. I don't even know the, the tool that you use right now, but yeah. <laughs> like just big strokes on a yeah. canvas. Yeah. It's just math. Yeah. Just math, making sense of like the radius and how the strokes right. work and what direction it takes and yeah. how it yeah. renders on the canvas. And yeah, the AI stuff is absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, I'm following so many artists on Twitter right now who are posting their sort of collabs with AI almost, I yeah. guess you could say, where it's sitting and it becomes almost an art form in itself to yeah. write prompts to yeah. AI the, or the right, the right prompts to yeah I think it's cool because it's all that to me is a design process yeah. which of course I mean art is also design and design is art and all of that mm-hmm. um but I think that creative coding and generative uh design I've always like stayed away from because I'm I'm scared <laughs> and uh, it does feel like that kind of thing where you need to know your code as well. Yes. For me, it was pretty daunting because I hadn't gotten into maths since mm. a long time. Yeah. So um, I just started following a tutorial and um, he just started explaining about the visualizations and yeah. what you could do and the possibilities. You know, I just always tried to create my own thing from that. So first I, you know, follow all the lessons. And yeah. Do the tutorials and then I started just trying stuff out. Like, how do I create a radius with this? And how do I create like a blur effect? And yeah. how do I randomize? And then 
uh, yeah. And then I, the things that I do myself are usually the things that I post right? yeah. where I just explore and, and try stuff out. And is there any sort of, uh, post production on those things or is it all like the, what, what you post is the final just rendering of the code? Yeah. Yeah. With the code it is with Blender, I have like a compositing part where I yeah. can just play around with the values and, and try mm, stuff out. Yeah. And, um, with Blender, it, it depends. Sometimes I composite within Blender. Other times I just throw what I created uh, in, uh, in instantly. But when yeah. I render like animations, I need to have PNGs so mm. that when the render mm. stops, sometimes the render just fails. Yeah. And if you do it with PNGs, you still have the progress from all oh, the frames. Yeah. Right? So if I have 200 frames mm -hmm. and it stops at 100, I still have, I only have to start from the last, like yeah. the 101st frame. The PNGs I still need to like put together. Yeah, then you need to make like a, a PNG sequence in yes. After Effects or something. Yes, yeah, exactly. Oh uh, yeah, the the detailed things that you don't know you're gonna <laughs> learn when you decide to <laughs> become yeah. a creative. Yeah. But I wanted to jump back too to yeah. what you were saying about um, creating the space mm -hmm. for yourself to mm -hmm. explore, and uh, it is a it is a privilege, and it's something that isn't accessible mm -hmm. to everybody. But I think. For me, I have felt very empowered to do that by seeing other people doing it. So yeah. in a way, I think the more we show that that's something that you can hopefully create for yourself, even if it's, you know, it's an hour or it's a day yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, I, I really believe in sort of giving permission to others to do the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but in an ideal word, world, I think... Uh, it would just be four hour workdays and then exploration. <laughs> I don't know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the thing that also really helps me is, is my partner yeah. that I live together with uh, in Almeida. And uh, she usually also just motivates me to try things yeah. out. And she uh, she also surprised me with like a, um, a design that I made. She just asked me like, hey, which designs do you really like? And I just sent it to her. And then suddenly a few days later, you know, I had like a printout of that work to kind yeah. of solidify that. You yeah. Know, you made it. Yeah. Like it's real. This it's is out something. there. It's something. And, uh, you know, she also always motivates me to, you know, try things out and create things that she does herself. You know, she, yeah. she does it with photography, scanography. Now she's also into UX. Yeah. 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 So, so do you both, uh, ever feedback? to each other too and collaborate that way in any way yeah be, because i'm the more senior one i usually <laughs> i usually give her a bit of feedback yeah and help her out yeah and, you know uh, some of the things i learn i also try to say like hey this is really cool or i try to keep her in the loop of what's happening like mm -hmm. in, in ux or, or product or stuff because i i already know like from which places i could get that information yeah. so we it's more second nature to me and yeah, I just sorry. help her with, hey, look at it. <laughs> yeah, look at it. that's it good. Out. Yeah, I think it's so important to to not be only in a vacuum. Mm. Sometimes it's nice to have that alone time and you're just creating for yourself. And yeah. it's just it's just your own genius at work. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes you need 
that connection with the outside world a little bit. Yeah, and and that's why I also try to like share my work because yeah. sometimes it's so you know I always try to keep it inside because mm-hmm. it's so it's it's a personal thing. Sometimes yeah, of course. You're kind of scared of like being shut down or yeah, you know, not presenting it the right way. But you won't know unless you post it, and uh, that's also kind of what happened with. Uh, my girlfriend and I had like a thing we did, like monthly vision, hmm. which, which was uh, we would challenge ourselves like every two months or, you know, any month, like in the year, we would just say like, hey, this month we're going to do this thing every day. She did yeah. one thing, I did the other thing. Hmm. And then we would post it. Yeah. We really need to pick it up again, but life's really busy. Yeah. But it was really fun to kind of just really play around. So we would usually pick things that we would like to do, but never did. Mm, so yeah. I had one month where I was just making beats, another mm. month where I was making like interfaces, which was something that I did, but I just thought it would be nice to like challenge yourself yeah. and do it every day. And another time where I just only made 3D visualizations. Mm. And that also helped me like in a month to just grow because you do yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. Outside of work, you just take half an hour or an hour, not any longer. And just challenge yourself to do it. And then after that, it's gone. And you just post what you have. You, yeah. It doesn't have to be finished. Yeah. There's no finish. It's just trying. That's something I actually miss a lot too. It's just doing things without... It's so easy to have it in the back of your head that it could go on Instagram or that it could be a finished thing or something. But it's so good to just make something and then and then you stop. Yeah. And you learn something and it was, it was practice. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Yeah, but it's also fine to then just show it to also present it on like Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, of course. To just yeah. kind of also show people like you can play around. It doesn't always have to be perfect. Or yeah, yeah. Amazing or or the best work that you've ever made. It's just a tryout. Yeah. Sometimes you're happy with the outcome. Other day, other days you're like, this was shit, but yeah, I learned from it. And yeah, I know exactly. what I want to do the next time, so I'm gonna try this. I, I love seeing the behind the scenes stuff oh, yeah. from, from creatives. And that's honestly something my teachers told us too, that the you always need to show the process or whatever, all the failed attempts, et cetera. And I really do. Uh, I, I really love that. And sometimes I follow artists on Twitter or Instagram. And my favorite part of their feed is their sketches yeah. <laughs> of things that they maybe didn't even do. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's super good too I, I might have to try this yeah i, I have the same i I, uh, I started following a designer from daybridge which is which is like a new startup I, i'm mm. not sure how new it is but it's like a they want to kind of flip like the way calendars work and, mm. and try to do a new thing yeah. with it but i follow one of the, the like the designer i follow there and uh he just posts like ideas that he had sketches or things that didn't go through and I find that really interesting. And I, I would be up to just sharing that also with the world. Just kind yeah. of put it out there. Like, this is like, you you see this final state, but before I got to this state, I'd make this, this, and this. Yeah, or exactly. what he also does, and what I see a lot of designers do is say, hey, I have A and B. What do you guys think? Like yeah. a forum. But I think it also depends on like what you're creating because sometimes people are also scared of like competition yeah then, of course because if they know like oh you're the designer for this and we really need like inspiration for this and we, we don't know how to do it yet and then you see like the, the designs that have failed but there's still some of the truth that you create yeah exactly but exactly then again i'm like 
if they want to see it, they're going to see it anyways. They'll just sign up right. to the platform, right? Yeah. That's me overthinking. This was <laughs> no, literally me thinking out loud. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, I believe in the sharing. It Sharing is caring in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're going to jump into uh, the little recurring segment, Start, Stop, Continue. Yes. So I will ask you, uh, in your creativity and or work, yes. um, just what you want to start doing what you want to stop doing and what you want to continue doing so we'll start with start yeah what do you want to start i want to start um going back to what i did before and that is discovering researching then creating and then you know start iterating from there because i feel like that's kind of like missing now in what i'm doing yeah yeah I might, I might uh, do that with you. Just <laughs> start that part again too, yeah. because it's yeah. it really is fun. Yeah, too. it's like I'm. It's like a part of myself is like missing because yeah. I just started. I don't know when it happened. I don't know why it happened, but it just kind of got lost. Yeah, and it also I feel impacted my design abilities. I feel yeah. like I can do better than what I'm yeah. doing right now. Yeah, oh, I know that feeling. So I feel like if I do that, maybe then. I will get to the level that I yeah. want to be. I believe it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> so then is there anything you want to stop? Yeah, I want to stop doubting myself mm. because um, I feel like, um, you know, once you start doubting, it just becomes like this pit that you can fall into where yeah. you keep thinking, like, yeah. oh, oh, okay, this sucks and this, that, and that, and that. But if I look at the position that I'm in, it's um, like I'm I'm in a like very high functioning, very high effort, good design team. Yeah, and uh, they're more senior than me, like fifteen years. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm not gonna catch up to that in like a year or two or like a month or no. stuff. So, but me being there already holds merit because they're here. In their 15 years, in their, yeah, you know, with their 20 years, with their how many years? And I'm here with my three years, my four yeah. years, yeah. And that's like, oh wow, that's <laughs> yeah. I'm already doing pretty well, yeah, right. Yeah. So I want to stop doubting myself. Yeah, I've spoken to other creatives too recently where the self doubt comes up, and I mean, I've I've definitely had a year of that where it's truly that feeling of like, honestly, everything. Am I a good creative i don't think so yeah like i, I just yeah it keeps coming back like <laughs> yeah am i you know yeah am i really a designer yeah, yeah but that's like that's what happens when i create designs that i'm really not happy with i'm like yeah. wow am i really a designer and then yeah. i create something that's good i'm like oh yeah i'm a designer yeah and <laughs> it, it's like the whole day you can believe that you're the worst designer ever because yes. you made like one bad small thing or something or something you perceive as bad i try to remind myself too that like i (laughs) i am a freelancer and people are opting to keep working with me so i've been able to keep freelancing that's what i remind myself of when i have doubts and that doesn't always help that doesn't always make me feel like i'm a good designer that Mm -hmm. makes me feel more like i'm a good worker (laughs) or collaborator uh, which maybe is enough but uh there's always those little things that can remind you and i was also going to say it's so uh, it's such a win for you to work with people who have these 15 or more years of experience because you're getting to like sponge up 
yeah. all that yeah. <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, 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 definitely. I already learned so much. I think that if I wouldn't have worked here, I'm not sure if, at what level I would be. Mm, like, yeah. if I would compare, if I would meet myself and just show like, hey, I can do this and this and this. Like yeah. My other self would be like, oh, wow. That's, <laughs> yeah, I that's a good feeling. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> so I try to, I'm going to stop uh, doubting myself. Yeah. All right. So what do you want to continue doing? What's already? I want to continue playing. Yeah. So just trying stuff out, um, discovering what I really want to do in this world. Because mm -hmm. sometimes I'm still questioning, like, you know, what is the essence? Like, why yeah. am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? So I want to keep discovering, trying stuff out. You know, maybe in a few years I'll jump into just 3D or yeah. fully in developing or, yeah. you know, maybe something else, maybe music, maybe, you know, there's a lot of things that um, I think can be explored. I believe I should keep doing that to find like what I truly want to do. And that yeah. could change in the years. That's quite exciting in a way. Yeah. And I believe healthy to, to want to keep playing. Yeah. Uh, and it's such an inspiration to see the ways you are playing already and exploring. Thank you. Um, is there anything new that you're about to try soon that you know, or, um, yeah, I'm going to go for another round of like generative art, mm. focusing more on like colors and sound and maybe interactivity. Ooh. So, uh, I'm going to do that. And I also want to like develop my own products. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start probably just creating products for myself Yeah, and just discovering and trying stuff out. But I feel like maybe that's already too closed off. So I'm just going to brainstorm more on what type of product would I want to create that people can use. You know, that also pushes me to put my, like my developing level, at a, my, my coding level at a way higher scale to kind of facilitate that. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. Building a product, there should be some kind of interaction or something that a person can have. Super exciting. Yes. Well, I look forward to it. And I want to say thank you so much. Thank you for, for joining me. Yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Do let us know what your insights and reactions are. We love to hear your thoughts. You'll find podcast updates at Anders Creative on Instagram, where I also invite you to share your questions and topics that you'd like to hear on the podcast. Please take a moment to rate this little pod as highly as you possibly can wherever you're listening. It really helps other creatives discover these conversations. And until next time, take care. <laughs>